Welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another word-filled message by David Entry. Preaching is the means by which God manifests his word and nourishes our spirits. May the life of God enter into you and you as you listen to this message. Be blessed. Jeremiah 31, I think 17, 32, 17. Nothing is too difficult for thee. Someone should say, nothing is too difficult for my God. Nothing, nothing is, is too, too difficult, difficult for, for, my God. for my God. Nothing is too hard for my God. Nothing, nothing is, is too hard, hard for my God. For my God. What's the meaning of nothing? Nothing. What's the nothing. Of nothing? Nothing. It simply means nothing. Nothing is too hard. Nothing is too difficult. Nothing is too strong that God can deal with. You see, the problem is, uh, Pastor, but if nothing is too hard for God, why is he not doing it? He's actually waiting for you. No, I've been waiting for him for so long. Oh, no, he's waiting for you. No, I've waited for you. But he's just waiting for you. I've been waiting. No, he's waiting for you. I've been waiting. He's waiting for you. Why do you say he's waiting for me? Because for me, I can't do anything again. I'm looking up to everything. No, he's waiting for you to trust him. Some of us just want to use him, not trust him. It's very easy to have an attitude to use God. Not to trust God. But this evening, this morning, this afternoon, depending on where you are listening from, where you are watching from, and what time you are listening. This day, if you can set your mind, if you can set your face and choose that, come high water or low water, come rain or shine, come hell or good times, I have made up my mind. I'm going to stick to God. (laughs) Then God will say, oh, wow, that's my son talking. As soon as you come into that state of mind, you make it very, very confusing for the devil. You you strip the devil, the devil grounds to stand on to attack you because he doesn't have grounds. He doesn't have. That is why Jesus said to them, fear not. Said to the the um, the Jairus who was told that your servant is dead. Jesus said, "Fear not, only believe." Mark chapter five verse 30, 36. Fear not, only believe. Fear not. Don't be afraid. Only believe. Don't be afraid. Do not be afraid. Only believe. Because if you can believe, if you can trust God, it takes care of everything. Your trusting God is what brings the power of God to manifestation in your life. Your trusting God. So, God. I said it the other time. God has an obsession. And God's obsession is to be believed, is to be trusted. God has an obsession, and his obsession is when you trust God, when you believe God, you commit God. Because when your faith says yes, God will not say no. When you trust God, you commit God. I like it. I like the way Bishop David Oedipo said it some time ago. He said, instead of committing sin, why don't you stop it? Stop committing sins and commit God. Stop committing sins and commit God. Commit God. God. Commit him. How, how can I commit him? By trusting him. By trusting him. When you trust God, you engage his power. When you tr- 
When you, Jesus said, didn't I tell you if you believe, you see the glory of God? When you trust God, you engage his manifestation. When you trust God, that is why the only way the just can live is by faith. You can't you can live by sight. You can't walk by sight. You can't live by sight. You can't live by circumstances. You can't base the major decisions of... You cannot base the decisions of your life, whether trivial or big, but the major decisions, all decisions. You can't base your de the decisions of your life on circumstances or your feelings. You base the decisions of your life the decisions about your life or decisions in your life, you base it on what God has said. Once you base it like I was teaching yesterday, once you base your decision on what the word of God says, that means there's somebody who is trusting God. There's somebody who is trusting God. There's somebody who is trusting God. Jesus said, all things are possible to him who believeth. Mark chapter 11, verse uh, sorry, Mark chapter 9, I'm sorry. Mark chapter 9, verse 29, 20, 23, sorry. Mark 9, 23. He said, all things are, if you can believe, uh, uh, you change the game. <laughs> your trust in God is a game changer in your circumstance. Your trust in God is a game changer in your family. Your trust in God is, your, is a game changer in your ministry. Your trust in God is a game changer in that case. Your trust in God is a game changer in the conundrum you found yourself in. Trust God! Trust God. So now, what is competing with your trust for God is fearful circumstances Credible circumstances, circumstances and situations that look formidable. They look very credible. It looks like this, this thing is for, it's for real, no? It's real, no? It's serious. It's, 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 it is vying for your confidence. That's why Paul said, we have no confidence in the flesh. We, I put no, uh, Philippians chapter 3 verse 3, we put no confidence in the flesh. We are the ones who worship God in the spirit. We serve God in the spirit. He said we are the circumstances who worship God in the spirit, rejoicing in Jesus Christ, and have no confidence in the physical. Have no confidence in the flesh. Have no confidence in what is appearing. Uh, things as things as they appear. Because something can be appearing one way, but tomorrow is a different story. It's a different story. I, I, I have a very strong conviction that heaven sent me tonight to deliver this special email, this special telegram, this special text message, this special direct message for somebody. Amen. It's direct message. It's not a circular. Now we are circulating it around. You know, sometimes friends will send you something and they'll blast it to all their contacts. They'll blast the links to all their... No, this one is not blasting to all contacts. Even though everybody is listening to me, this message belongs to the person who, who knows God has sent me to you. Amen. Um, God has sent a message to you. Amen. What's the point in fasting and not being able to trust God? What's the point? What's the point in not being able to trust God and attempting to pray? What's the point? 
in attempting spiritual activity and not being able to hinge the strength of the activity on your trust in God. Lack of trust invalidates every spiritual activity we engage in. You can give, but if there's no faith in your giving, it has been invalidated. Because he said, without faith, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, without faith, forget about it. Don't, don't think of thinking, attempting to please God without faith. But without faith, he said it's impossible. He that comes to God must believe that God is. And he is not just a God who doesn't act. He is a reward that he does something. God has the ability to do things. But he doesn't do it for everybody. He does it for certain people. So if you are coming, have this mindset that God will react to me favorably. <laughs> Hallelujah. God will react yeah. favorably to you. God will react yeah. favorably yeah. for your marriage, for, for your health, for your career, for your finances, for your job, Amen. for your ministry. Amen. God will react favorably to you. Amen. Amen. Must believe that he's a rewarder. He is and he is a rewarder. He is not, you know, there. He says that I think in Isaiah 40, he says their are, are gods are images. In fact, he says that I think somewhere in Isaiah and then another place in I think Psalms or so. He said, You go to the farm or the woods, chop down a timber, and then you 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 give it to a craftsman and cows it into something. And you bring it to your house, and then you bow down and say, this is my God. He said, how foolish. He said, this is my God. What you made yourself, you made by your hands. You are worshiping what you made by your hands. You are putting your trust in what your hands have made. Oh, come on. Don't put your trust in your job, in your certificate, in your looks. Some of us, all there is to you is looks. Looks. It does not take looks to secure marital destiny. It takes trust for the believer. It takes trust to secure marital dest destiny. Sometimes, Pastor, sometimes I have an I find it interesting that people choose they, they are not givers, so, but they are using their look and believing God for marriage through their looks, my friend. Stop that. <laughs> Much of the time, your giving and your lack of complaining about your engagement in church activities or services. No, when I say church service, I don't mean church service, worship service. I mean your engagement, involved, you are serving in church. Most of the time, you're complaining in your service, your memory. He says, in fact, in, I'll be going to that in a few days to come in our teaching on First Peter chapter 4. It says that let us all practice hospitality, First uh, Peter chapter 4 from verse 9 somewhere there. Let's practice hospitality and be generous to all people and do it without murmuring, murmuring, grumbling. It said be hospitable to one another without grumbling. 
No. To be hospitable in those days, the homes they live, they usually not to have like hotels and believers. So sometimes, let's say, Pastor Timothy has traveled, he's coming to preach in your town, and you are hosting him for about two months. So Paul was hosted in Lydia's house in Acts chapter 16, you know, and stuff like that. So it was a normal custom that people, but you know, when someone lives with you for a week, sometimes you begin to grumble. Uh, I don't even know why this person is eating all the food from the fridge. And he, when he eats, he doesn't take his time to. And then, he, and then especially the ones that are quite worried is when he, he doesn't wash their bowls. <laughs> <laughs> like your mother has been telling you, you know, you do. When he doesn't watch the most, I had years ago, I had a story of some two friends. They are very good friends. And there was farming, kind of farming. This is some remote area somewhere. Years ago, there was farming and they used to practice bush, uh, the hunting. So even you won't get the animals to catch. And one day, a guy managed to go to the farm and was able to catch bush meat. And he came home. He lives, he's a bachelor. He lives alone. He came and he went through an ordeal of preparing it and preparing some sumptuous meal, the little he had, and he was so happy. But he lives, the village, the, your, the next neighbor lives very far from you. So he prepared it, he was about to eat. Just when the food was about to be ready, his very a, a close friend came in to visit. You know, those places you don't have to call before you go and visit that uh, I'm coming. Are you? No, 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 no. Everybody's available. You're just walking. So his friend walked in. Can I tell you the story? You want to hear the story? Yes, yes, yes. So his friend walked in. And when the friend walked in, you know, the custom was when you have something good or you are eating and someone comes, it's just catchers to share your food. Like we tell the children, share it, share it. Yeah. In a lot of customs, when you are eating, in fact, where I grew up in, or my mother's background, or from where my mom comes from and my dad, when you have food and you, you have food you're about to eat, it is very discourteous not to invite people around you, even if they have just finished eating. It's just sometimes you don't expect them to eat. It's courteous that you are invited. Oh, can you join me in my meal? They won't join you. But it's just if you don't do that, it's very rude. And so this guy, his friend came, and he said, come and join me, let's eat. And his friend said, oh, I've been hungry for so long. <laughs> God really loves me. And he sat down. But you know, some of you will know what I'm talking about. There are some people who are fast eaters, and others are slow eaters. Fast eaters can finish the food like, you know, the way chainsaw cuts. <laughs> and others will eat the food like the way um, saw. You're using saw to cut the wood yeah so this unfortunately for the guy his friend who came to join him is a chainsaw eater very fast eater and the guy was eating so by the time this guy could have about three goals his friend has had seven and i think he was having too much of this unfortunately on top of it this friend will not keep quiet you know some people they like talking when they are eating he won't keep quiet, and he's talking, and he's asking questions, and he was asking, and so, when did you catch this meat, well, this, this bush meat? Oh, I see, do you have some left? And so, well, uh, would you give your sisters some who live there? And there's question upon question. And the guy was now out of his depth, answering these questions, and the guy was also eating more of the food. So he asked one question. In fact, how did you get this meat? Did you shoot it, or it was caught in a trap? 
The guy was so tired. He looked at him. He said, a building broke on him. But it's a, <laughs> a, a house. A house broke and killed him. <laughs> he was too frustrated. He had to give him a very cheeky answer just in case his friend would be upset and walk away. He couldn't be bothered at all. He ate more of the food. So those days, people come and travelers, they come to your home and live with you. I know most of you who live in United Kingdom, particularly London, or a lot of other places in United Kingdom where rooms are quite small. <laughs> you know, sometimes there's not enough space and you have to host some other people who is living, coming to live in your house for three weeks. And let's say a church is doing convention. So different people have come. And you have three people, especially, especially some women don't like that at all. They don't like sharing. Hey, if you marry one like that and you like people coming to your house and you marry like every day, her face is like, <laughs> sometimes she will tell you, but you know that this is trouble, trouble. So, so um, Bible says that. Be hospitable without grumbling, memory. Because if you are going to do it, then do it and shut up. Do it and shut up. Now, there are a lot of people whose commitment in the house of God, even though they are still engaged, it is with a lot of memory and grumbling and complaining. So you are complaining as you are doing God's work. You are complaining as <coughs> God. Last month, two months ago, from this year, God, from this year, January, I've, I've given my tithe. February, I've given my tithe. March, I've given. Now, April is here. I'm about to pray this tithe again. God, this is your last chance. You have to do something. You have to do something. This thing is a hard thing I'm doing. God, it's but because you have been told. Listen. Keep that, keep it, keep that. <laughs> keep the tithing. Every uh, offering, seed, you, you feel like everybody must stop and clap for you because of what you have done. That is not a reflection of genuine trust. So you are believing God for a blessing and a breakthrough, but your attitude towards his work and your attitude towards him on the surface looks like it's intact. But be, below the, beneath the surface, it is porous. It is empty. It is not substantial. It doesn't have substance. But tonight, I see somebody moving from the place of low trust to a place of solid trust in God. Solid yeah. trust in God. Solid yeah. trust in God. Amen. God. Solid trust in God. Yes, and your Lord. testimony will speak for itself. Amen. I am the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? It's a question. Is there anything too hard for me? Is there anything? I am the God of all flesh. That's why don't be afraid of the flesh. Don't put confidence in the flesh. Put confidence in God. Behold, I am the God 
Kadaba Shandaya. La Kadaba Shandele. Somebody's about to hear good news. Somebody's about to hear good news. Behold, I'm the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Is there anything too hard for me? Our Lord God, thou hast made the heavens and the earth by thy great power. Nothing is too difficult for you verse 17 nothing is too difficult for you nothing is too difficult for you he said if you believe all things are possible to him who believes in other words as you trust god you open up yourself to uh, it's like unrestricted options <laughs> Unlimited, if you want to know unlimited, unlimited is in God when you trust him. Unlimited data for spiritual download when you trust him. Yeah. Unlimited. 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 Fast speed internet. Unlimited. In the spirit. Spiritual access. Unlimited. So then... Doesn't it make sense why the enemy will show you so many different things in the physical to undermine your trust in God? So in Job chapter 2, verse 10, verse, 11, verse 9, particularly, Job chapter 2, verse 9, it says that then his wife, talking about this man who is suffering, Job, his wife said to him, do you still hold fast to your dignity? continuing trusting God do you stop look you have lost everything there's nothing to you again you've lost everything are you still doing this church 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 thing there are some people who said that this generally the fasting they didn't have even 21 days they didn't do anything <laughs> and, and then we had encounter encounter first for 40 days pastor mine there's not no miracle no testimony and then we we had uh, uh march another uh what do you call it fasting and then april has come five days even the 21 days plus seven seven and encounter first they didn't do anything these five days i, I ain't doing it I ain't doing it. If God would do it, that's okay. Because he hasn't actually done it. I, and my friend, see, you see, trusting God is where, where, when you keep doing what you know you are doing and you focus, watch this, you are expecting a certain result and reward and it doesn't show up, you keep doing it anyway. Now, how does that happen? If you, on, until we move our focus from our expectation, our resources, our results, if we can move, uh, uh, until we move our focus from the results and move it on God, we will all, always have problems in our journey of trust. Because the, the results, sometimes the results you are believing, you are expecting, is not the results you're going to get. Sometimes the time frame of your expectation for the results is not the time frame for God's program. It's not in God's timeline. God's timeline might be different from your timeline. Timeline. That's why when I said this evening, I had to refresh or uh, 
rephrase it or say it again and say that where, wherever, wherever you are, because now it's morning somewhere. It's midnight somewhere. It's midday somewhere. So where I am is evening here. It doesn't mean it's evening everywhere. There was a time I heard the story of some terrorists in Palestine who planned to go and blow up a bus load of people. And they, they set, it was a time bomb, so they set it in Palestine, set everything, and then they sent it over to the one who is supposed to go on the bus. The, the one, that person is on the other side of the border in Israel. So when the person got it, he went to go and at the time, he went with the time because, so they said, the, the, um, now, okay, let me, let me even use Ghana. Now, it's, this evening, it's 8, 8 p.m. in United Kingdom, but it's 7 p.m. in Ghana. Okay, so if on the other hand, or let me use Nigeria and Ghana, that's what is, they are close enough. So it's 8 p.m. in Nigeria, it's 7 p.m. in Ghana. The bomb was manufactured and planned in Ghana. That is going to go off, it should go off at, um, uh, uh, um, okay, it was manufactured in Nigeria, yeah, that it should go at 8 in Ghana. So when it was you know, Nigeria, 8 p.m. in Nigeria is 7 p.m. in Ghana. And this guy, well, it was given to him at 3 p.m. in Nigeria. So it was manufactured when it was 7 p.m. in Ghana. He didn't know that it was 8 p.m. in Nigeria. So he was still waiting for it to be 8 p.m. in Ghana for the, uh, the bomb to go. But the bomb was on time, ahead of time, an hour ahead. The, oh, my goodness. It was an hour ahead. Yeah, in Israel, it happened. It was an hour ahead. And so the bomb detonated and killed the bomber, the bomber and just three people. It would, have, it would have killed about 50 or 60 people. But thank God for timing. <laughs> thank god for timing thank god for timing thank god so don't fret don't fret today it might be somebody's time your own is coming just get take your eye take 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 your eye off the resource and fix your eye on god i see your story changing Amen. I see your story change. Amen. Child, I believe. I believe. I believe. Yesterday I spoke about how to, what some of the signs, when you trust God, what you do. And I said, when you trust God, you obey his word. Number two, when you trust God, what you do. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. Thank you, Jesus. He said, you will keep in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. Why is his mind stayed on you? Because he trusts in you. So when you trust God, your mind stays on him. In, uh, in other words, an unyielding focus on God. You make up your mind. Bible says in Daniel chapter 1, verse 8, that Daniel and his friends purposed in their hearts. It was a plan. They, it wasn't circumstantial. Circumstantial. It was intentional. It was purposed. 
they purposed in their hearts that uh, Daniel, uh, but Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the chief, chief, uh, chief of the eunuchs that he might he might not defile himself. What does that mean? They were Jewish boys who, when Nebuchadnezzar took over Israel, told his army commander to pick all the boys, the bright boys, the very bright and intelligent ones, intelligent ones, and those who are raised in the palace, bring them. He says that uh, bring some of the children of Israel and some of the king's descendants and some of the nobles. Bring them because those ones have potential. So they brought them to, into captivity, into the, uh, the king's territory, so that they will be trained to be useful to the king. So they are boys. They are young. So they started training them early. That means that they will have access to the food. They, they eat the palace food, special food, special drink. And those food and those drinks were so special, it had a, a, an impact on your thinking, your brains, your development. Every aspect of your development was affected by what, not was, is affected by what you eat, just for your information. All right. Just for you, for what your your size is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Someone is has put us so much weight. Said, Pastor, I don't know. I don't even eat. The more I fast, the more I lose weight. No, please. There's no weight gain that has not got uh, the blessing of food behind it. <laughs> it takes it takes the blessing of food to gain weight. <laughs> but, well, so. They gave them this food. But Daniel said, this, this food from the palace or in the palace has been dedicated to idols. And they've chanted on it. And it's, it's, not, for, it's not for me. So Daniel purposed, he determined, watch this, that was, that was privilege. Some of us, you get an opportunity, a privilege. You said this is big, big opportunity. So you betray your Christian commitment just for a job. You betray your Christian commitment just for a shoe, a shoe, um, um, high, the one they wear, the high ones, the, yeah, what's it called? There's a certain name for it. The one, uh, the high boots. I, I know one sister who, whose ex-boyfriend came and met her after church. He said, oh, I got some boots for you. And that's all. He came back into, through the boots. <laughs> he came back through boots. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, people, you, you betray your trust, your confidence in God through a little lucrative offer that is given to us. Lucrative offer. They offer you extra hours, extra hours, and you know it's going to affect your commitment in the things of God. But you, because of the, you see the many, 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 many. I want many, 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 many. And the other time, somebody was telling me that he used to make a mistake. He was trying to save to buy a house. So he stopped giving in church and giving his, you, you are saving to buy a house and you add God's money into that. <laughs> you, 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 <laughs> you, you add God's money into it. Shabby. <laughs> but you see those who put confidence in the flesh they do it 
without any problem. And then later on, they say, God, why? Why haven't you helped me? God, why? I told you God said, I'm waiting for you. It's God who is waiting for us to trust him fully. You will keep in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. Let me show you a scripture. In Isaiah chapter 40, from verse somewhere 26. I, 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 let, let me read that scripture. It, I think it should be a blessing to somebody. Um, it says that, I think, let me read from verse 27. Why sayest thou, O Jacob, and speakest, O Israel, my way is hid from the Lord, and my judgment is passed over from my God? In other words, God has, is not going to do anything about it. My time is passed. He's not going to help me. God, God is not doing anything about my situation. So why are you saying that? Oh, my son. Oh, my daughter. A believer. Why are you saying that? So why do you say that? Oh, uh, oh Jacob. Or why do you say that, um, oh, Jacob, and speak Israel, my way is hid from... Don't think God doesn't know what is going on. God is aware of everything that is going on, and he hasn't forgotten about you. It's just that maybe your timing is different from his timing. When you look at your clock, what your time is saying is different from his program, the timeline is God for you in heaven. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So... Um, uh, verse 28. Has thou not known? This is a very interesting. Why are you saying that? Has thou not known? Has thou Give me New King James, please. Let me read from you. Have you not known? Have you not heard that the everlasting God, the God, the creator of the heavens, the, uh, the, creator, the, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. To comprehend God, to be able to get figure God out, you can't figure if there's never a day you can be able to figure God out. His understanding is unsearchable. But he says that he is the creator of the ends of the earth. That means the one who created the heavens and the earth. He's cre he created it. He created it. That is why we should be able to trust him. Our Lord God that has made the heavens and the earth by thy outstretched Nothing is too difficult for you. That's the argument he's raising here. If God created the heavens and the earth, if God, if God has built a house for you, if God has built a house for you, is, is, is it a, a, a sink he can't build in your kitchen for you? If he's built a whole house for you, is it a sink he can't build in, build in your house for you? That, that, that's the argument there. So don't don't think God is not able and God will not do it. Just trust him all the way to the end. Trust him all the way to the end. Trust him all. And how, how do I do that? I'll come to that, but let me, let me finish reading. There's some, some good stuff here. Verse, uh, verse 29. He, oh, I like that. <laughs> oh, somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Say it like, Someone with fire in the, in the thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you Jesus. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, so <laughs> it says that he gives power to the faint. Do you feel faint, especially this fasting? Eh? Some of you, you eat it so much now. In fact, I was telling somebody, was it yesterday that, or was it, I think Sunday, I've forgotten when. I think either Sunday I said, 
I'm really not looking forward to this. Physically speaking, stomach-wise, uh, stomach-wise, I'm not looking forward to this fasting at all. <laughs> Some of you were not happy at all. But when you heard it was five days, you you almost fell off your because you're too. <laughs> Was it yesterday after the service? I was telling somebody this fasting, I didn't enjoy it at all. It was, yeah, yeah. If you, if you don't feel it, you haven't. It doesn't hit you. You haven't hit the nerve. You don't feel it. So, and today you felt faint. You are not faint. It's just you. It's just your mind. How come? Sometimes twelve. I feel like coming here. <laughs> How come? Sometimes. <laughs> Can you see me? I think I have to go down like this. Sometimes, sometimes, you know, give me this camera. Let me try. <laughs> Can you see me? <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, I have to go back. I should go back. Let me come back. Can you see me properly? I want to talk. Yes, we can see you properly. Yes, yes, yes. Sometimes, sometimes, in the morning, by midday, you are not eating anything. How come this fasting? You're already fainting. Night that you say, hey, I'm fainting. <laughs> and you are as strong as a horse. A race horse. Then <laughs> 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 it's just playing on your mind. It's playing on your mind. No, no, I know I'm not talking about some of you. Ask my wife. She will tell you yesterday in the morning. By 9.20, I started already feeling hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't normally eat in the morning. I only eat after 3 p.m. Yesterday, as soon as the fasting started, 9.30, I was hungry. <laughs> Satan would like to play on your mind. God said, he gives strength to the faint. God gives strength to the faint. He gives strength to, he gives power. Receive power. Receive power. Amen. Give it power to the faith and to them that have no might. He increases, he boosts his boost. God is a booster. He will boost you. You, do, you don't need um, that Red Bull. God is more powerful than Red Bull. He said he boosts those, he, he boosts the strength of those who, who have no might. To, and them that, have, them that have no might, he boosts, he increased strength. He created the heavens and the earth. Then he says that they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. But he said that, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. When they are expecting your end, they will see another beginning. Wow. I see somebody mounting up. Amen. Amen. The creator of the heavens and the earth. And so you don't have to be afraid. You don't have to worry. And don't, don't you be afraid. Joy comes in the morning. Sorrows, they don't last always. There is a friend in Jesus who will wipe your tears away. And if your heart is broken, just lift up your hands and say, I know that I can, I can make it. Now watch this. So quickly, to be able to 
trust God. Number one, I said trusting God means obedience to God. Number two, trusting God means sitting, making up your mind that you are in this for the long haul. You are not changing your mind. You need, watch this, we need a certain stubbornness of mind when it comes to walking with God. You must make up your mind. That doesn't matter what the enemy throws at you. You have made that, you won't change your compromise. You are looking so much for marriage. Now you have started doing things that you know will undermine your commitment to God. Why are you even considering receiving? Why did you give him your number? Why did you give him your number? You know this is not your... Why did you give him your number? Why did you give it to him? Now you are so under pressure without your auntie. And your cousins who are getting married and things like that, and they are moving in. They are moving in. They are moving in. Yesterday I was sharing with somebody. I didn't realize that cohabitation has been addressed in the Bible. Yes. Cohabitation. So those of you listening to me, <laughs> who are cohabiting? Today I've caught you. Get up and go back home. Fuck him from that house because you want to keep your testimony clean. Hey! Hey! You want me to show? It's there. You want me to? Yeah, okay. Romans 13 13. Cohabitation is there. Romans 13 13. And I like it's in the territory of Romans. Romans. <laughs> Romans 13. Let us walk, let us walk properly, as in the day, not in rivalry, uh, sorry, not in revelries, in drunkenness, in lewdness, in lust, uh, uh, not in strife and envy. Now, give me the King James. There is a word there that you need to see. You see, after drunkenness, that word, do you know what it means? Do you know what chamber is? Do you know what chamber is? You go and type chambering. Look for it in the dictionary. Chambering. <laughs> the original word translated chambering is vacation. Is <laughs> 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 vacation, is cohabitation, sharing a bed. Sharing a bed. He said, don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Oh, I missed the night bus. So call Uber. Call, <laughs> call Uber. So I decided to sleep. We, we were in the separate rooms. Ah, that's chambering, right? You are in the same chamber. You are in the same chamber. <laughs> hey! Hey! It's a man of God who will be bold to say it's a bit. Hey. My brothers and sisters, in the modern day generation, chambering is not okay. Chambering. You can't marry her. You already have a baby with her, and you are living together. You drop her, the baby at nursery, and then she picks her up, and then I say, oh, my missus. Yes, she's not your missus, excuse me. She's not your missus. <laughs> Why am I? Are we not talking about fasting? She's not your missus. She's not your missus. She's your girlfriend. Girlfriend who has managed to give you a baby. Wow. <laughs> you are saying that my missus, my... please, please, please don't deceive yourself. She's not a missus. Sister, you, you, you are not a missus. So you are not, do you know what it means to be a missus? <laughs> you are a baby. <laughs> Let's get serious. Let's get serious. 
don't compromise and become a babe. Make up your mind that I'm trusting God to the end. Even if I remain single to the end of my life, I've achieved obedience. That is when you can say you are trusting God and see if God will not show up. See if no God will not show up. You have put all kinds of pictures of you on, on social media so you can, sh you can show your voluptuous camps. So just in case someone will be, will be interested, they will only come for meat, for food. They are not coming to settle. <laughs> <laughs> and then later I say, oh, as for men, they are useless. It's your useless type of girl who gets those useless type of men. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. Preach! <laughs> this pastor is really annoying me. I... <laughs> I'm very happy you are annoying. So you can, you can move out of what Satan is using against your destiny. Sometimes it's good to be annoyed out of your, your frustration. To be annoyed because you have settled for something that is hurting you. Trust God and move on. Trust God. Make up your mind that I will die trusting God. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in Daniel chapter 3, verse 18. They said, Oh, king, let it be known to you that we will not bow. We will not bow. Oh, king, we do not serve. Uh, we, uh, 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 but if not, let's go to verse, verse, verse 17, the verse before. If this is the case, our God who we serve is able to deliver. Is that not what you have been saying? You said it last year. They are telling you, you said the same thing last year. You still don't have a job. You said last year, this year is already four months, you don't have a job, and you can still stay in those church, church things. Don't mind them. Don't mind them. They might be good people, but they are blind when it comes to the purposes of God. Don't mind them. He says that well, let it in, 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 uh, let, we want it to know, be known to you. Our God who we serve is able to deliver us from the bed. Uh, if that is the case, our God who we serve is able to deliver us from the bare burning fiery furnace and he will deliver us from your hand oh king you are not the final authority that's what they are trying to tell the king your situation is not the final authority your your condition yeah it has been happening to people from your background but it's not a final authority there is the one who made the heavens and the earth whom you trust he will show up now look at the next verse verse 18 he said our god they said our god will deliver us but let's put a caveat there but if not let it be known to you we are not serving him because of his deliverance we have made up our mind that we will serve him into death so if it's death then bring it on we trust him enough so he said let it be known to you oh king that we do not serve your God. Um, uh, sorry, sorry. But if not, let it be known to that, that that we do not serve your, your gods, nor we worship the golden image which you have set up. The king was very infuriated. Who is these guys? Who are these guys who are able to talk to me like this? He, we feel full of fury. Ha! Ha! They, they were, listen, the, the, what the pastor said, the objective is not to annoy you. But it might annoy you. Because the way you are with your bay watching this thing now, he has spoiled the whole thing. It might annoy you. And you, but unfortunately, you can't switch it off. Because it might look funny. By your heart, you are very upset. In your heart, hey, oh, one day, all these kind of preachers, all these kind of preachers, uh, they don't have love. They don't have love will tell you the truth. 
That's why most of the time your mom will tell you go and bath. Yeah. <laughs> and shave. Your mom others will others <laughs> will not tell you. Others, a lot of friends will not tell you that you have bad breath. Mm. But your mom will say, mm, let's go to the dentist. I'll pay for you. <laughs> let's go. Let's go to the dentist. It takes true love. It takes true love to tell you the emperor is naked. Somebody who doesn't have a, an ulterior motive, ulterior agenda to, to, to use you or to benefit from you will be willing to tell you as it is. So to help you, Paul said, we are helpers of your destiny. We are helpers of your destiny. We are ready to be spent, to spend and be spent for you, the church. That is what qualifies me to stand here and speak God's word to you. Ready to spend and be spent for you. We don't do this only when it's convenient. Times, there are times it's so inconvenient, but we, we, we do it joyfully to the glory of Jesus. So they said, no, we won't bow. We will not bow. We will not bow. And then the king was very angry. What they said actually infuriated the king. They didn't intend to infuriate him or, or upset or disrespect him, but they were just trying to tell him the basic fact. That's the conditions of our life. We have made up our mind and forget it. We will not bow. So the king heated it and threw them in. The king later on saw, see, if you want to see fantastic results, learn to have an unyielding trust in God. An unyielding trust will generate unprecedented results. Now, the king said, hey, we throw three men in the fire bound. Oh, I see. I see a fourth man with them. They are walking loose. They are walking in the fire. They are loose. We threw, we threw them in bound. But they are loose. They are loose. And I see a fourth man. And the fourth man in, with them is like the son of man. He didn't know that as they trusted God, it, they, it created the room for Christ in, amongst them. Your trust for God is what gives God permission to act on your behalf. Ah. Your trust in God is what gives him the permission to act on your behalf. The solicitor cannot act on your behalf un un until you sign. You have to say, put the paper down, please sign it, sign it. Sign it that you have accepted our terms and conditions so we can start acting on your behalf. It might be very critical. They still need paper to be signed before they act. Your situation might be critical. God needs you to sign that, God, I trust you. Your believing in God is appending your signature to his word that I trust you. Once you trust him, you have authorized him to work on your behalf. I see heaven intervening on your behalf. This week, this week, this week, I see heaven intervening on your behalf. In the mighty this year, within a month, you will see the hand of God in a very fiery, in a very strange, in a very unusual way, favorable way. In the name of Jesus. Amen. You shout amen. Amen. So, now look at what the, the book, have you noticed that they said we will not Bow, that's the mindset. But is that trust? Bible didn't say it. It's because trust. Even the unbeliever king knew that that was trusting God. Look at verse twenty-eight. Look at verse twenty-eight. Daniel chapter three, verse twenty-eight. Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying, "Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abed, Abed Nego, not Negro. It's Nego. Abed." <laughs> <laughs> Who sent his angel and delivered his servants 
uh, 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 what type of servant? What type of servant, sir? What type of servant did God have to send a whole angel to come and deliver? The servant who trusted in him and they have frustrated the king's word and yielded their bodies that they should not serve nor worship any god except their own God, but their trust must be tested. Your trust must be proven. If it hasn't been proven, it's not solid. It's not solid. What have you gone through trusting God? What have you suffered trusting God? Then we can say you are really, you really believe God. What have you gone through? What have you gone through? Some of us only believe God when it's fair weather, when everything looks cool. They trusted in God. So when you trust in God, you, you set your mind in effect. You don't change. Isaiah chapter 50 verse 7. He said, I have set my face like a flint. Kai kabasunda. Labahura katashande. I've set my face. Isaiah chapter 50 verse 7. For the Lord, God will help me. Therefore, I will not be disgraced. Therefore, I have set my face like a flint. And I know that I will not be ashamed. Ah, put this thing, put, put this scripture somewhere, you can always see it. Yeah, put it somewhere, you can always see it. These are the, some of the things, when God is ministering to you, if you get a chance, share it, put it on your Facebook, it's there. Put it somewhere. Put it in your house somewhere. Put it. This one is more, is more powerful than... Words or lyrics of some songs, even though it can be a Christian song. This one, this one has life. This one has life. He said, Listen, he said, For the Lord will help me. Because I, He will help me, I will not be disgraced. Hey, sister, sister, do you trust God? Do you trust God? Brother, do you trust God? Do you trust God? Do you trust God? With your children, with your marriage, with your family, with your business, with your career, in ministry, do you trust God enough to do his work well? Trying to build a safety net for your future at the expense of your commitment to what you know God has called you to do is risky. It's risky. Do you trust God? Do you trust God? Do you trust God? I wish I could speak French and say, Trusted, trusted Dieu. <laughs> trusted Dieu. <laughs> Please, it's, it's my own coin. <laughs> you keep in perfect peace, whose mind stayed on him because he tried. I didn't even finish the Job bit. The Job's wife said, Curse him. Curse him and die. Curse God and die. Are you still trusting him? Are you still believing in him? Are you still holding on to your integrity? Curse him and die. And then Job said in verse 10, you speak like one of the foolish women. Yeah. But he said to her, you speak as, as one of the foolish women speaks. That means that there are quite a few of them. <laughs> you, speak, you, <laughs> you speak as one of the... That's, now please, please, don't hold me on. It's, it's the word of God, okay? That's what we speak like one as one of the foolish women 
shall I indeed accept good from God and shall we not accept, do you see that? Shall we indeed accept good from God and shall we not accept adversity, challenges, that's what it means. In all this, Job did not sin with his lips. In other words, he didn't break his stance with God. Be careful when you are under pressure what you say. It will be held against you one day. But Jesus said in, in, in Matthew 20, I'm sorry, Matthew chapter 12, verse 36, by your words, you shall, be, you shall be judged. Every idle word any man speaks. All right. He says that, I say unto every idle man word, men may speak. They will give account of it in the day of judgment. Then I think verse 34 or 36 says that, for by your words you shall be justified and by your words you will be condemned. Hey! Your words, your words. Oh, I didn't mean it, but it's still. The police said, we are ready, you, you, you reserve the right not to say anything. Because whatever you say shall be used against you, uh, held against you at court. Sister, you are coming under pressure. Brother, you are coming under pressure. Mind you, be careful what you say against God, against his work, against his servant. Be careful against his people. Be careful. As for me, these church people, I've had enough of them and never, never again. Be careful. Be careful. Watch out. Be careful. Pastor, don't say, as for church members, they are useless. No church member is trustworthy. Be careful. Be careful. Because three people have disappointed you. Don't think everybody is like that. As for people, it has no need to do good to anybody. Because when you do good to them, no one, no, no, they actually hurt you more. Be careful. All men are trust. Sister, be careful. Be careful before you fill your life with trash and your sons also are trashified. <laughs> be careful what you are saying. Trust God and keep set your face like a flint. What does it mean? Nothing changes. A flint is a hard rock. You hit it and the hammer will bounce back. You hit it. Bam, bam, you hurt yourself. So set your face. My face is like a flame. They hit me. I'm not changing my. I'm not changing my direction. That's what it means to trust God. That trust that is flaky, flaky trust is not trust. Inconstant trust is not trust. It's not authentic trust. Let your trust determine what gets the best of you. And your life will be filled with the best results. I see that happening for somebody. Amen. Amen. I said, I see that happening for somebody. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can also subscribe to Caris Church on YouTube. Don't forget to share and subscribe to our podcast so you're always up to date. Be blessed.